Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. Are you in the dog days of summer? And yeah, they've come back here hot, 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 so humid. It feels like Virginia here. Um, it was hot and humid in Virginia when I visited the kids in July, and the weather in Michigan really hasn't been much different. It's another 90 degree day or close to it. The humidity's been high, and I haven't been like super motivated to get outside and do much. The garden is on its own. The fairy garden is just really coming into its own at the end of the summer. My perennial flower bed that's connected to it looks it's so pretty. It's all yellow and gold. The wildflowers in the back weren't an utter failure with the direct sowing in the soil. I have California poppies blooming in their pretty orangey gold color. There's some pretty fuchsia color plants. No idea what they are. I'm hoping that some other native plants that I I put in the seeds for will come up but there's also some zinnias and cosmos and some other things that are going to bloom when everything else in the garden is done right now the theme for the perennial bed is yellow august is the month of yellow the blues and purples have pretty much finished the second blooming of poppies didn't last long and I'm in the yellow gold, Rudbeckia. They're not black-eyed Susans, but they're a, that shape of a flower. Tons of different kinds of Coreopsis. I have two or three back there. And this really tall faux pom-pom shaped, I always called it the faux sunflower. It's a perennial. Super tall this year because they got so much sun and rain. Wow, it's in its glory. It's in its heyday of gold colors. And I just love it. Haven't been um, out puttering in it. I will do some cleanup and pulling of more weeds. Done a few weed pulling, but there's a bit that I want to try to get out before everything goes to seed in the next few weeks. We are looking at the trees are starting to change a little bit. And I asked a forestry person, why does it happen? Daylight hours are shortening. They started in August of shortening up. And it's been super hot, even though we've had rain, it's not been quite enough and the trees are a little stressed. So the early maples are changing colors first and a lot. So hopefully as it cools down, there'll be less stress. And that usually starts in September. So I've got this fall vibe feel going. I'm, I'm noticing everyone's posting their kids' first day of school locally. That starts after Labor, labor Day here. And... 
I have been bitten by the bug of I'm going to follow my rituals. Remember, I talked about that a lot in the lockdown period of rituals. And I feel like this summer, I had the ritual of being outside and gardening in nature. We went out on a lot of wildlife rides, um, did some walking outside, just sunshine, gold, all of the beauty that comes with nature and lots of greenery. So the inside I've kind of decorated that way with my quilts and with some of the artwork is greens and golds and you know some of the same things that stay up um, all the time did stay up but I tried to accent it more with that however you know what's coming with the fall is going to be more gold and orange and deeper teals and greens I think I fell in love with that color um, over the summer and I really like it. It looks good through the fall and winter, but I'm going to add a lot of my um, traditional fall and gold types of decorations. And I'm also going to do some more like decor stuff for the house instead of just like little Halloween pumpkins and decorations. I want to change some of the artwork and get some of my quilts out and get my... Um, Tula Pink De La Luna out, which is greens and purples. So I, I kind of like that whole vibe. So that's what I'm going for. And I'm looking everywhere at Michael's for the Seek Magic Every Day wall art that they had previewed. I just am so excited. I went to Michael's yesterday um, on a Costco run to Midland, and that's a couple hours south of us. And then we went to check Michael's out and I didn't see that sign and it had a little bit from that preview room on Instagram if you'll remember. I talked about that and nearly broke the internet um, a few weeks ago when I was at my daughter's. But what I did find was the things to make a hobbit wreath from. My sister and I have been in love with this I saw, since we saw it on TikTok and I found a real lightweight thin circular um plaque with a hanging device on it, a hanger, and I found a grapevine wreath that fits perfectly over the top, and I'm going to paint the door. So now, this is where I'm at, is the our, our Creative Souls things. My sister and I have been talking, you know, if you want to be Lord of the Rings, like, faithful, you know, Frodo had a door, I think that was a dark green, and um, there are other door colors in, in the movie. Um, so it's not so easy to find each one in like one article, but I believe, and I, if there are people who are more <laughs> Lord of the Rings, um, savvy than I am, I believe Sam Ganji's door was yellow and I believe Frodo's door was green. And I believe that Bilbo's door was red. And I think each door in the movie may have had different colors. Now, I am totally enamored with Sam. I think Sam is my favorite. He's my hero in the stories. And I even just recently purchased a artist who does Sam's speech as a digital download. And um, I printed it off and I'm doing a couple different colors and I'm putting it on framing it because I just love her calligraphy and I love the whole um, speech you know that it fits right now about you know moving forward and so Sam is my favorite 
and that the world has lots of things worth fighting for. And yellow, though, is his door. And even if it was gold, I don't know that I would really like that color. And Frodo is my least favorite, but he's my favorite color, which is green. And red always looks good. But I'm kind of looking at where it's going to hang in my house, which would be the entry. And that is a mauve pink color. Yellow, I don't know. It would look okay. So what I'm thinking, because, you know, greens are my favorite color, is instead of making it, try to make it true to the story and representing a hobbit, I will make it my door, which would be teal. And maybe have a wee bit of teeny sparkles. And there was a mark on the door, and I have done lots of research on it. But I, last week did in our creative soul segment in my brain which is going to go on the the blog here pretty soon of I took heat transfer vinyl on some of those circles that have been left over from when I first got the cricket and I did like an elvish wing looking cutout of the of the heat transfer vinyl and I have a cricket press right now a heat press and I thought, now, wouldn't they be great, like above where you would glue a knob to open the door as a window slash hobbit mark and just make this a fantasy thing inspired by Lord of the Rings instead of trying to make it um, a, a wreath that would be totally representative of an exact replica. So I'm going to put my own favorite plants and flowers and moss. And um, I have some mushroom birds that I use at Christmas. I may dig them out and put them on a couple different wreaths that I'm going to be making. And that will be up on social media. And uh, I haven't even started it. This is just the beginning. And if you are totally into making wreaths and want to do something like this, you can look it up on YouTube or TikTok. Um, just type in tutorial for a hobbit inspired wreath or hobbit wreath and um, you take the the circle plaque and you color it mine has grooves in it already you know the like paneling and I'm gonna paint those a little darker color to make it look like a door some people stain it I want to do like a light wash and paint and what's the worst thing that can happen is it won't work. And I am like, I don't know what I'm doing. I totally don't know what I'm doing with paint, but I keep practicing and trying and trying new things. I have a grapevine wreath and um, most people put like four screws or something on it where you can wire the wreath to the wooden disc. And that's what I'm going to do and then go through my house and look for all the different things that I have already before I go to the store and buy extra stuff. I have some moss looking things and um, I have all kinds of like old so flowers, things that could be washed off and used. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. That the painting will probably start this afternoon. The other thing that I'm really into right now is making and collecting things for dioramas. So I've been going to the dollar store and I have a couple of wreaths. I haven't wreaths, um, shadow box frames. And I, so that's something I'm going to be working on with the Our Creative Souls. I am just taken with miniatures and dioramas and I don't want to build a dollhouse. I thought 
it would be super cool to do something even smaller and tinier. And I am just loving it. And then NerdForge did the book nook. And that is my ultimate goal. But you have to start somewhere and get practice and ideas and things for scale. So I'm kind of liking this enchanted forest feel for Halloween and for um, the fall decor. Now, the next thing that I'm going to make is I haven't... I haven't got it yet. I didn't think yesterday when I was at Michael's to purchase a wire wreath form. There's a tutorial on TikTok and my daughter made it and it looks phenomenal. And she did it for less than $20 and she said she has enough material for two wreaths. She just has to go buy another wire base. And that is the crescent moon quote wreath that was has been going around started on where I saw it was Michael's but it's also on TikTok and YouTube and Etsy people sell these wreaths and they're very expensive because you can spend tons of money for what's going on but you cut a little segment out of your circle to make it a C and you tape it and you make it safe and the ends to come to a point and you have a crescent moon shape loving the lunar calendar look and crescent moons and all of that for the fall and Halloween. Mine's going to have some really cool stuff on it. I have heard Dollar Tree has tons of craft things now. I, were, I was there a couple months ago and so I know they've been really up in their game and I want to get some flowers and feathers and I have some old antique crystal what they called bobbishes that hung off of candles and chandeliers in victorian times i collected weird stuff when i was a teenager and i have some old victorian stuff that's kind of creepy cool that i may put on there i'd like to put mushrooms and things to go with the cottage core vibe we'll see what i have we'll see what i can come up with and maybe i'll make a couple of these because they look so fun super fun wreaths are fun to make and with dollar stores you can buy all the stuff you need for really cheap i mean it wasn't a long time ago when I tried making wreaths for Christmas and stuff. You had $100 invested in it. And that was not that was even before you messed up and broke things or made things not work. And I'm like, I am not into spending lots of money for a lot of craft items. You know, something like a wreath can be beautiful, used Used items, upcycled items look great on them. Vintage items that really have no value currently can be glued on them. It'd be, it's awesome way to recycle things. And I like to save my money and spend it on things like fabric and batting and thread, you know, things that are super expensive. And I'm even looking at cutting back on my budget on that because it's just, you know, you got to be conscious of your budget and how much do you really need right and I have a lot of fabric right now so those are my current crafty creations and one thing that I did this week is I tried the Michaels watercolor palette that I you that I bought um, when I was in Virginia and I did a test on a Strathmore watercolor paper and tried different grades and values or gradations I guess of color and um, I really like this paint and I can't tell you much about it because I ripped the the label off um, you'll see when you if you are interested in this there's lots of different types of watercolors and you just have to try um, different ones until you find what you like 
And same with the paper. But I love Strathmore paper so much. So I I did the test and then this week I'm going to doodle on top of the colors like I've done before just to see how my Micron pens work on some of these different colors and some with the heavy pigment. So we'll see how it works. I'm pretty excited. So I've been real crafty in just little small time segments over the week. And I just felt like uh, last week, like oh, I was just so exhausted and work wrung me out. I was just worn out. I felt wrung out. Here, that sounds better in a sentence. And um, I felt like I was doing things, but I wasn't like super into it or super present because I was so, so tired. So this week, I felt better. I got more sleep. The heat at night, I think, has been waking me up. Um, I felt less stressed at work. And I just did one or two in one or two 15-minute blocks for the Kinship Fusion Sampler. And drum roll, please. I finished the 100th block. It's only taking me three summers of the 100 days, 100 blocks. And I got all 100 done. Now, the other thing was when I bought the, bought the pattern, I was given an email update that there were some other layouts that I could digitally download. And I'm like, oh, I should check because I have been researching and researching and playing with a couple of ideas on my design wall, but I was not happy. But in the pattern book, the current one, and if you bought, have an old one, you should go to Gnome Angel's website because she has a couple of ideas that you can download once you put your email in and she knows that you bought it. It's called Dissolve, and it uses exactly 50 blocks. So I can do my 50 blocks each of the pattern, and it comes out to being a nice-sized quilt. I think it's like 65 by 70, so it's a lap size, not a full twin size. And I might even put extra borders on it to try to make it more of a twin size. So we'll see how it goes. But I want to give these to the twins um, because I thought this was a super fun quilt. I made it real whimsical. They're going to be eight, so it's not going to be ready for their birthday, but I don't think they'll outgrow the cute little anime faces right away. They're into um, Squishmallows, which have the same look on the face. And so I want to get that done. And um, I ordered the, the background fabric because if you follow a pattern, you don't have to guess. It <laughs> says right there. And I went on Fat Quarter Shop. I found some white fabric on sale. I ordered enough for both quilts. And it's a fabulous price. And it should be shipping soon. So I finished all 100 blocks. I divided them out. Now I'm playing around with layout on my design wall and arranging colors and trying to make it look a little less... Um, overwhelming but it'll have a lot more white on there to give your eye a place to rest and there is an overall dissolve type of uh, feel to the rows they go from wide to narrower so I'm really liking this and I'm happy with that I was not happy with some of the other test layouts that I did and I and I'm thrilled that there's they have it so there's exactly 50 in each quilt so it'll be evenly divided then I won't have to make more. That was the whole point, right? I don't want to make more. I wanted to use what I have. And I might have to make it with a, 
like a header or a footer or a white header foot strips to make it rectangular even longer for a um, twin size quilt but we'll see I'm, I may just say hey this is good and send it on we'll we'll see how I feel as I get going because I'm at the phase of every quilt when I get all the blocks done and I start trying to piece the top together where it becomes this project that's probably what some people call you know the middle school phase the teenager phase the awkward phase that the quilt goes through just like I did in life and I'm not real happy with it and I'm like why didn't I do this? Why didn't I think of color better? Why didn't I use collections better? Why, why, why didn't, why didn't, why didn't? And I didn't. And I did for lots of reasons. I wanted to make this a scrap quilt. It was a practice in fussy cutting and a practice in trying to do scrap quilts. I have so many fabrics here that I need to get over the fact that not everything, um, doesn't exactly go together because some people have massive stashes and their fabric collections are huge so they can make scrap quilts that have a less um, chaotic look but um, mine still look chaotic because I'm still not confident in my choices for making scrap quilts so I feeling much better about it and pretty excited but that's going to go to the back burner now so what is left on my 90 day challenge since I'm coming in on the end of one month well kinship I want to piece that and get the top done or into two the second one is a Irish chain that the free pattern is on Kristen Esser's website it's an Irish chain and I started this week of piecing that together I want to see it's in her free patterns and I want to tell you the exact name of her of her pattern it's called loyal heights Irish chain quilt a free pattern and she used um, a, a collection I'm doing scraps and but every center of my Irish chain block is um, one fabric it is a dragonfly fabric that my granddaughters really fell in love with so I think I'm going to have to keep this particular quilt for me and use the scrap leftovers in some English paper piecing and hexagons because that's where they saw it and make them each something with this <laughs> with a fabric and a hexagon flower on it so they can have little pieces of that fabric because it's really pretty it's a uh, it's an iridescent sparkle fabric on a black and then I have a cream color um, background for the white space in negative space in the Irish chain and it's an irregular sized Irish chain with a larger center smaller strips and then small colors that go in this and it's scrappy but I'm doing a controlled scrappy as much as I can I'm not adding a billion colors I had several fabrics that I picked and I have a lot of them and I'm going to go as far as this background cream color fabric um, at 49 of the solid six and a half inch cream squares and 50 of the blocks will make it a rough roughly the twin size which is what the pattern um, said but I don't know if I have that much cream I will take it as far as I can and my goal is to have that thing thing that project it's at the awkward adolescent phase too I'm not confident in my scrappy corner colors even though even though I got a lot of input on it and everybody's um, 
who are good scrap quilters said that is a good theme. Um, I'm just not confident that it's going to look okay, but it's the awkward face, two quilts in the awkward face and the middle school face. That's probably why I'm stressed, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Things you realize when you're talking on the podcast. And then the third thing is that antique, okay, it's a 10 year old quilt that I started with a pattern I designed myself and I never quilted it. So maybe in 90 days, I can get that, that one I want quilted. The other two will go on. And then I have a couple of quilts of my mom. And I have a teeny tiny one last row of a baby quilt, customer quilt. And I'll be caught up with all of my deadlines. And then the next challenge when winter gets here is to bind the stack of quilts that I have bound, um, quilted for myself and bind them up when the weather's cold and this house is cold and drafty and I'll have a lovely quilt on my lap. So those are my goals plus all of the, um, yeah, the craft things. So one thing I wanted to tell everybody, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to start this once I'm done piecing the Irish chain. Hopefully I can do it in October. Is a little um, bats and boo little wall hanging from fat quarter shop and it is a nine block quilt it's just it's a beautiful little cute halloween quilt and they've got the first they've got all the blocks out now three there's three blocks in it and it's so adorable and i am definitely wanting to make the bat block and the pumpkins. I'm not 100% sold on the center, which I might do something of my own design in the center, but I still have that black and orange fabric that I bought from Angel at Halo Inspirations, and it's so cute. So I'm gonna use it for those blocks, and then I'll have to decide what I wanna do in the center. I'm not 100% sold on that. It's a free pattern. And I think if you're into Halloween and want a cute quilt that's super cute and looks easy to make, um, check out the Bats and Boo Mystery Quilt at Fat Quarter Shop. Print them off while they're available. There's also a cross stitch, which is the same um, design, only it's translated into cross stitch if you're into that because it's super cute. It's so cute. I thought about maybe I could get some cross stitch going. Okay, let's be real. I've got enough going on. I don't need to start anything new. And um, I want to, I've done cross stitch and it's the thing that I had the longest UFO for. So I keep reminding myself that, uh, yes, don't start another cross stitch. You may not finish it. <laughs> And then I have cast on my elementary wrap. I'm joining Kristen of Simple Handmade Every Day podcast and Francis of the Off Kilter Quilt podcast. And this is a really beautiful um, Pearl Soho pattern. It's a stockinette wrap. It's not like a full-size shawl. And they have a beautiful yarn that if you go to their website they have the pattern in the yarn and I think it's like 18 and a half inches wide and I can't remember how long 50 60 70 somewhere in that park but I want to tell you the story of a yarn I hoarded and I decided this was the project so I want to say close to 10 years ago it may not be that long but it's over five and less than 10 and when you get old in your 50s you kind of just guess because you know seven years feels like, you know, 
a year ago, two years ago, yet a lifetime ago. <laughs> so I, I really love nice yarn, just like I really love top-notch fabric. But the but is I hate spending that kind of money for it. So I decided, would I really get that much joy out of spending that kind of money for yarn? And I have done some really nice projects with nice yarn. And I decided when I went over to um, a local yarn shop slash quilt shop in a town near me, uh, it, I really wanted to buy some yarn. And I bought, they were having a sidewalk sale where like it was a D stash where customers would put yarns out and I bought yarn from customers too in their D stash sale. But this yarn is beautiful. It's called Transitions and it's cotton and alpaca, I believe is the fiber content. And it says one skein, it's 150 grams, will make a shawl. And I'm a big woman. And so I know it's probably going to be more like a dishcloth or a um, hanky around my neck, <laughs> but I wanted it so bad. It's so beautiful. It goes from purple gray to a beautiful plumish, plummy, plummy color to a kind of burgundy color. And it transitions like we would call it almost like an ombre feel now. And they still make this yarn. It's by, I don't remember what company. I'll try to put a link in the show notes. But I got it home and I looked at it and it's like four ply of very, it's not wrapped plies. You pull it through this little hole in the box and you the, the plies immediately all fall apart. And then I looked at the pattern that was a free pattern to go with that particular yarn and I freaked out and I went overwhelmed. I went, no way. I spent $40 because the tag is still on that. $40 probably six to seven years ago, maybe 10 and, you know, with inflation, um, that's still a lot of money for 150 grams of, of yarn for me. Because I decided that this would be the perfect project to use it on. I didn't think I would be able to follow a pattern really well with, and I wanted it, wanted it more than just like, I'm not going to make a pot holder with this $40 yarn or a hat or mittens. You know, I want something that can be used and treasured because it's very expensive and I had the intention to make a wrap, but I have trouble sometimes getting lost in knitting patterns, just like most of us do. And if it's complicated, then, uh, which this one was a, kind of a triangle shaped one, I knew I would get lost in the pattern. I'm better at doing crochet for those kinds of things. So I decided the elementary wrap was perfect because it's just a stockinette pattern. You knit on the front, or well, you purl on the front, knit on the back, and then they have little a little edge to help keep your yarn flat, and you will block it at the end. And I thought, okay, I'm done hoarding this. This is the yarn. Do you think I could find it? Oh my goodness. I spent um, probably 15-20 minutes going through my stuff, reorganized, and, and then of course I like, well, it used to be here, it used to be here. Oh, I found it. I found it. I found it. And I have probably four inches just knitting in the evening, maybe two rows, maybe four rows, however much I feel like doing that my brain lets me do or my fingers let me do. And I'm really happy. So we've all jumped on doing this as a Zen 
meditative centering project, or as you know, I like to call them fidgets, things to keep my hands busy in the evening so I can have pay attention to a longer show. Um, my brain just kind of goes squirrel, you know how it is with the um, ADHD brain or neurodivergent, it seems to be the new word going around. But you know, if I have something to help keep my hands busy, because I hate just sitting, I just hate sitting, even though I can't walk and do as much activity as I used to. So I'm doing the elementary wrap. Why didn't you just cast on your um, knit stuff? I had to alter the pattern is like cast on 120 with the fingering yarn they used I think mine is fingering but maybe DK weight so I went through and I did a swatch I actually swatched measured how many stitches per inch and how wide the pattern says this project will be and then I altered the number of stitches that I cast on I don't remember how many it is but if you're not going to use their yarn and you're just going to follow the pattern you know um that's how I figured the math out. And let's hope for the best because, you know, I don't really know how it's how wide it's going to be. I think it's close, you know. It also talks about using circular needles. So I, since my yarn is DK, I used the recommended needle size to get how many stitches per inch. And lo and behold, it worked. But it also says use um, circular needles. And I don't have any circular needles in that size. But since it's going to be only about 18, 18 and a half, I just went ahead and used straight needles. I have a collection of vintage needles that came from a neighbor, my mom's neighbor growing up, her um, estate sale. And I love using them. I think of her every time. So that is the knitting project I'm doing. And like I said, I have a few crochet ideas for overwinter probably to use up the scraps I have on hand, a couple of um, the simple, um, I can't remember the, the Jane, that's what it's called, the Jane shawl. I made about six of them last year. I want to use up the yarn I have and make some more of those just for fun to give away to friends and family or more for me. I don't know if nobody um, cares to, to have them. Um, the other thing I want to make is I downloaded a cute little turtle. And then I remembered last year I bought this pumpkin fox. Oh, yes, I need to get some orange yarn. So maybe when I go to the Dollar Tree, I'm going to see if they have orange yarn. And make this cute little, it's a pumpkin, but it has a little fox face on it. Crochet. Yes, I want to do that. Halloween, Thanksgiving, you know, I have some a couple of months for this cute little project. So that is, I've got projects 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 and I am slowly slowly doing them and I actually have been getting back into my rhythm I think the biggest problem that I have faced over the summer is trying to feel like I'm back into my pre-pandemic routine which I loved that routine where I would get up in the morning I had a cup of coffee a little bit of social media meditation deep breathing um then I would long arm, maybe sew for 15 minutes because I get up a couple hours, two and a half hours before I have to be to work. Well, I kind of like got all over the place in the morning. And so I'm feeling like I'm back into that routine with then planning on the after work workout for 15 minutes 
And, you know, it's coming on. I think that has been where I feel like I've been fumbling around all summer with it. And it's been a hard transition going from being in lockdown and working from home for about 18 months to going back to the office during the summer when I still I feel kind of scattered because of summer and feeling like I have a million things I need to do. And because we only have like 120 days of summer truly up here. So I think that's really been the problem. I'm feeling a lot better about the routine and getting back into the routine of the at the office and seeing the clients face to face and doing things face to face more and more. We're not 100% back to face to face because of the Delta variant and you know mask wearing at the office is still, you know, in healthcare that's what we do. But it's, it's also been a difficult transition to not, when you're at home, you don't have to wear a mask that much, except when you go out. But at work, I'm having to wear it more and more. That's also been part of the transition. So it's been an interesting summer. I thought it would be like, woohoo, I'm going to be back to the routine. And it's going to be just a couple weeks of a bumpy transition time. No, it's been all summer. And here we are, the fall coming the mental September New Year, you know, because I always feel like New Year should be in September. And I'm just feeling like now I'm getting, I'm getting back to the routine. So it's okay. That's where I've had to just come to the conclusion that it's okay. I didn't expect that it would take this long. And I have kind of fumbled around over the summer with trying to get things done and do a routine and I almost missed a deadline for a long arming project, which really upset me because I didn't feel well. And some of, I don't really know if it was allergies or a cold or just, just summer heat. You know, I don't know. I wasn't really that sick and I don't have, didn't have COVID and don't have COVID, but it's just one of those things where you're like, you don't feel well. I think it was allergies because I had some vertigo spells over the summer when we have had the haze from the west coast with all of the smoke and stuff coming through the area and it pretty much blotted out the sun for several days and it's come again this week but overall with all of that said I am feeling like I'm back on track and I am working my programs working my routines embracing the rituals that I have set over the last year and seeing my friends and family. I've had coffee with some of my best friends. I've visited my family and I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really good about all of it and I hope that we can continue to have face-to-face connections and not have everything virtual even though I didn't mind it but I realized that it shouldn't be like that 100%. It's not healthy for us, right? We need to be with people. And I could easily become a hermit. And I don't think that I want to live my life that way, right? But what's super cool is I have a workshop coming up in October. So I'm going through all of my quilts and I'm getting all of my slides updated. So I have a huge project to work on that in the next couple of weeks. And I'm very excited. Hopefully it'll be the beginning of fun things of continuing to teach quilting, which I enjoy doing 
and sharing how I get things done and how I can balance a full-time job and do some crafting and do a podcast and quilt and customers are not as many as they used to be, but that's okay. I'm swapping doing that for all the fun crafts that I'm doing. And that's all right. If I get some, I have a couple customers that um, still come to me, but you know, we're all in different places right now with the pandemic and finances and all of that. And um, having a break from a lot of customer quilts, especially over the summer, um, is good because then I can get my quilts done and I'm so excited. So what have you been up to? Have you had a transition somewhere like I have of trying to get back into a routine and all of the feels about that? And of course, we have just so much going on in the world right now that has stirred up a lot of emotion. And yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a point where I'm, I understand why I feel the way I do about a lot of things. Um, what are you working on? Are you working on the elementary wrap? Have you started your fall and Christmas projects? Let me know in the comments or the show notes, which you can find at mycreativecorner3.com. Now, the other thing is I've had some people buy me a virtual cup of coffee through Kofi or my Etsy shop. And I want to say Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Barb, and to Jess, and all of you who have purchased me a virtual cup of coffee. Every time I drink in a coffee, I think of you and your support of the podcast and the website. If you want to check it out, it's Kofi, K-O-F-I.com. You can find all of these links at the website and feel free to give me a comment about what you're doing and what you're thinking and what you thought about the podcast. Other things I'm still working on trying to grow the podcast a little more as well as my YouTube channel and share it with a friend. I'm hoping to educate people on podcasts and where to find podcasts. I'm just shocked at the number of people who who really still don't understand how they work. So share the podcast. It helps me reach more people so that we can continue the conversation even well beyond the podcast. You have a most wonderful week. I hope that you have found some time to do the things that you love, visit your family and work on a really, really meaningful creative project that makes you happy this week. Be creative and quilt on, everyone.